Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with the Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Good morning, Kosh listeners. How's everybody doing? Once again, beautiful day. We got a great day today. You know, hey, we're coming off a week where we had a couple of that, uh, I think, you know how they, they say, like, in, in Wisconsin, you get, like, seven ending summers. Those are those few couple of days where we might get a little bit of warmth, and we're coming off a week where I think we got a taste, so we might be somewhere around summer number five. We don't got many of them left, that's for sure. We're definitely cooling down. Um, hope everybody out there in the Kosh land is doing well, and I think you know it's coming. I think you know it's coming. Um, as I always like to say, I am super, super excited about this morning's guest. Um, there's something about this. We're, I think this is going to be super informative. Um, I think we're going to talk about things that don't normally get talked about, but I think are super important. This might be that podcast that you might want to pass on to some people um, and share because um, I think we're going to cover some really good topics. And um, my guest is over here looking at me like, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm going to put... Dial it down. Just no, we're not dialing down anything. This is the cash. This is so good. And without further ado, this week's guest is Joe McClear. How's it going, Timber? What's going on, Joe? Uh, thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for making a little bit of time to be here on the cash. Um, Joe, can Timber. you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the cash? So I have a law office, maybe about a half a mile down from where we are right now. Same building, it's just downtown, downtown post office, same building there. I do state planning and elder law. It's not the area of law that most uh, people go to law school thinking they're going to come out the other end. They want to be hotshot courtroom attorneys, and I did too. But that, you know, what you see on TV, that ain't what it's really right. about. Yeah, so it's, that's all nonsense. <laughs> I actually started out as a prosecutor because I watched way too much Law and Order. Oh, and I hate that show now. Do you hate that show? I do. I can't stand it. It's I, I used to love it, but it is it is all nonsense. None of it's true. No, it's true. My wife still likes it, but she hates watching it with me because mm. every five minutes I'm just like, no, they can't do that. They can't do that. But I, <laughs> I found my way into this area where I can. Really be, I think, helping people more. You know, everybody is going to be needing these types of services. And so I'm not a uh, local by birth. I am a convert to the area. Oh, break that down, man. Yeah. What's up with that? Where are you coming from? I'm coming from Michigan, lower Michigan. Mm-mm. So um, I bounced around a lot, but my wife's from Wisconsin. We made it our way up here. And now I'm here now, and I've determined that this whole area... Oshkosh being a part of it is the Bermuda Triangle because oh. most people who are from here, they either don't leave here or uh. they do and they come back. Like your previous guest, Peter Lee, says, you know, he wanted out, but then he comes back in. That's what happens. And so oh. I guess oh. I'm going to die here. No, this is the biggest boomerang area. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Like I have more conversations with people where they've boomeranged. Like yeah. I think the young people, they're out. But once you have that family, all of a sudden, this place becomes really attractive. Sure. 
Sure. You know, it's nice. It's got, you know, it's good, good schools, safe for everybody. A lot of opportunity here. And it's got, if it doesn't have all the amenities of a big city, it's close enough to where if you want to go down to Milwaukee over to Green Bay, you can do that without too much trouble. I'm not sure you want all the amenities of a big city all the time. No, I I, don't. I will pass for that amenity called traffic. Oh, God. Yeah, I lived in Denver. I lived in Phoenix, Tucson, and Milwaukee. And you're right. Traffic is, you know, it just drives me too insane. It sucks your life. Mm -hmm. You know how much time you spend in a car when there's, like, traffic like that? Like, that drives me crazy. Like, I don't want to live my life in the car. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. We don't have that problem around here. I mean, I live... In Appleton, I drive down here, and I know it's only going to be 25 minutes every time unless there's, you know, an accident or something. Whereas when I was in Phoenix, it would be 25, 30 minutes just to get from one end of downtown to the other. So forget that. No, no. And and I'll tell you, it's funny. Around here, you know, we're spoiled because you know how spoiled we are. We're so spoiled that when people talk about driving from Oshkosh to Appleton or vice versa, they complain. Yeah. They don't know. That drive is so long. And Uh, I'm thinking to myself, what? That, they don't know. Yeah, just give them give them a year in Milwaukee, bruh. Yeah, they'll change their tune. <laughs> there's, there's so much truth to that. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I have to say though, everybody says that their own town has the worst drivers. Uh, this town does not. Appleton does not. Um, I've been out of Milwaukee for about seven years, and I still say Milwaukee has the worst drivers. You have listeners in Milwaukee? Oh yeah. Okay. I got sorry, fans. folks, but it's but you guys, you got oh, they they know they'll they'll tell you that too. <laughs> they ain't gonna sit there and play like uh, our drivers are. No man, everybody's frustrated. <laughs> no, I'll stick around here. Apparently, I don't have a choice. I'm gonna because it's gonna be here forever. My kids are either gonna live here forever or they're gonna go off somewhere, and then they'll be back too. Okay. How many kids? Two kids, seven. Uh, my son Joseph, he's seven. My daughter Lucia, she's four. She'll be five uh, just after the new year. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're still in the game. We're oh, in the yeah. thick, thick of it. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, definitely, definitely uh, fun, but definitely a lot of work. Oh yeah, man. Well, that's that. That's their job. <laughs> yeah. Their job is to create jobs for you. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey. All right, fan. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, You ready to jump into the first segment? Let's do it. All right. First segment is called What in the World is Going on With? This is your opportunity to start with the phrase what in the world and share something with us. What's on your mind? Okay. Maybe this would be something that you wouldn't see coming, but what in the world is going on with being a dude in your 40s? I mean, whose idea was this? Bruh. I mean... (laughs) Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I'm here. Beast the alternative. I'm on the right side of the grass for sure. But, I mean, my gosh. Mm. I can't eat the things I used to. I can't drink mm. the things I used to. You know, I smell wine and I get a hangover the next day. Oh. My, my knees suck. I got to wear those old man uh, knee sleeves when I go out mm. running sometimes mm. now. It's, I mean, there's, here's, here's the deal. It's like, and I did a little bit of, you know, a little bit of research for this. And I said that. And this is true for women, too. I don't think it's just for guys. I can only speak from the guy's perspective. Happiness tends to bottom out in your 40s. What? For real? Not just in this country, either. I mean, they looked at a whole bunch of different countries, and they say that happiness tends to be on a U. And the 40s are where you're at the bottom. Now, can I ask you, how old are you, Timber? 
I'm I'm creeping. I'm 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 uh my toe is on fifty. Your toe's on fifty. Well, you're on the upward swing again. Because it was about forty seven that they said that's when they really, really it's like, all right, you start going up after that. And then you just keep going up and going up. And so you are on the upswing. I, I might still be on the downswing. Oh yeah. Well the, here's what I think has happened. Cause I I might be on the upswing, but I think what has happened is I have come to accept um the fact that I'm getting old. Yeah. Like those aches and pains. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You go through this shock factor and it's like, why can't I eat mm-hmm. what I used to eat without heartburn? Yes. 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 Wait a minute. Why do my knees make that noise when I, <laughs> when I go uh, grab something off the floor? Uh, yeah. And never used to be like this. Right. So we eat whatever we want, go out, exercise all the time. And now I'm just, I don't know, feel bloated and tired why, all the dang time. Why are naps my new best friend? Why are they so amazing? Like, <laughs> uh, there was a time in your life you'd fight a nap, but now you're, you, if you can find nap, you will hold nap down in a, in a, in a full Nelson if you can. I think nap, if we napped more, we'd fix about 90% of our world's problems, honestly. I it, think so too. It, it's amazing. Just, just like, no matter what life's throwing at you, you just like, have I taken a nap recently? Maybe that'll help. And often it does. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Usually a nap does solve a lot of issues. That nap, you can't, if you can get that good nap, not the nap where you take the nap and then you wake up and you're more tired than you were when you took the nap. Yes. It's the other nap. nap. Mm-hmm. The nap when you wake up and you're like, oh, man, that was a good nap. Yeah, sometimes you just, as I say, you just need to kiss the land of sleep just for a little bit. And you wake yes. up and you say, I'm feeling better. And sometimes you need an hour or two. Yeah. It, it, it varies, but, yeah, it's, I tell you, it, we do ourselves a great disservice, and I'm, you know, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I do this all the time by taking our rest time to just stare at our phones. Oh, you know, yeah. we stare at our phones. Okay, I'm gonna take some twenty minutes to myself. I'm just gonna be on my phone. I do that too much. I should just be, you know, just reflecting or just have some shut eye. And whew, you know, it's a world of difference from say when I get home, and you know, what's my evening gonna be? Am I gonna be, you know, starting that time off just, you know, just. Taking some deep breaths, or am I going to be staring at the stupid phone? And then, you know, it, it, I don't know what it does to your brain, but it really screws with your brain. I'm going to share something with you. This is, might be part of the upswing mm-hmm. of what happens. Is pretty soon you won't have a choice because your body is going to say, "Oh, that phone you're going to put down because we're going to force you into a nap." This is a forced nap. Maybe, maybe. Yes. Let me tell you, there's many a day I come home from work and 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 it's like ah, and I got in my mind. There's things I want to do, or my wife wants to talk to me about something, and she'll just look me in the eye and say, "You're about to pass out." And I said, "No, I'm not finna." <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So I mean, that I do think the body after a while it will it will override. I uh, maybe I should be looking forward to that. Maybe all these things about my body breaking down are actually going to be a blessing eventually. Uh, you know, it, as long as you accept it, it's like anything. Yeah. If you fight it, it seems like it's wrong, but the minute you accept it, you learn how to live with it and maneuver with it. Oh, yeah, maybe that is. Maybe it's just the upswing is coming coming to terms and making peace with, you know, where you are. Yeah, man, there's, there's, there's certain things like, you know, I, I feel like it's just part of the trajectory as men. It's like coming to terms that new balances are comfortable for oh, your God. feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. No, I'm, I, am, I am cool with that. Yeah. Uh, I have not gotten near myself. I, I can't oh, buy them yet. I, I got some. You got some? Oh, yeah. I oh, man. <laughs> All right. 
that took a dad turn. All right. Love that. Love that. My, what in the world is going on with is, so Joe, what in the world is going on with people who go to events and have to get out of their seat every 10 minutes? Mm. Mm, mm. Right. So I'm going to tell you, first of all, when I buy tickets to an event, yeah. I try to buy the end seat because, you know, is another thing about getting older. You got to go to the bathroom mode and I don't want to climb over people. I don't want to be disrespectful. Sure. Right. Sure. And then, then, then the more I'm having beverages, may those be whatever kind of beverages they might be. Sure. Yes. I'm going to have to go. Right. There's a clock ticking. It's it, after a while, it starts to be about 45 minutes to an hour. Right. That's all I got. That's right. It, and uh, so there, I don't want to, I don't want to climb over people four or five times to have to go handle the business. So you're talking like movies or events or concerts and yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I do the same. I wear the same thing about when I'm on a plane. I oh, usually, yeah. I usually like the aisle seat, although I, as you get bumped all the time, but then again, at the same time, I'm thinking, ah, you know, if I fall asleep, people are going to wake me up, say, sorry, I got to go to the bathroom. And I understand that. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard, it's hard to decide because yeah, if, if you're in that position, yeah, you're standing up or if you're at a ball game or something like that, I got to go on through, go on through, you're going to go to the bathroom, you're going to get some chips or what have you. Yeah. yeah. What can we do? Yeah. As you said, it's, uh, I, I'd imagine maybe a lot of these people are, you know, creeping up there themselves. No, 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 not not my story. No? Not my story. No, this was a young gentleman. Ah. And so I went to an ultimate fighting event at the Oshkosh Arena. Sure. Right. Which, can I just say, was fantastic. Okay. It was fantastic. And if you want to see the most interesting hodgepodge of individuals, go to an ultimate fighting fight. It had everything from 80-year-olds to babies. Really? Everything. Wow. Yeah, and, they, and it was a great time. It was fantastic, fantastic, great time. Great crowd, great company. Uh, shout out to my boy Tarman, and shout out to my boy Sean. We had we, we, we had men's night out. It was a good time, but here was the thing. So I grabbed my end seat, and there's this gentleman in my row. He was getting up literally every 10 minutes. The damn head time. broken? No, I don't know. I do not believe that this was about bathroom stuff. Okay. He was out socializing and kicking it and doing this and that. But it's like, bro, if you're going to do that, just stay, stay out your there. seat. Yes. Right. Because yeah. the way it was set up anyway, there's the there's the cage in the middle of the arena, mm-hmm. right? And then there's a bunch of people just standing around in various spots. So you could have just stayed out there. It wasn't something like you were blocking anything or in the way. And they even had a standing area basically. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, he felt the need that he would get up like every 10 minutes. And it's like, I don't mind. I'm a super, super patient person. Right. But by about the seventh or eighth time, my knees started to oh hurt. Oh my gosh! And that's where you know. Bruh. Let me tell you something. When my knees gotta hurt because I gotta get up so much because you getting in and up out of your seat, that is wrong. No, that's that's doing. And wait, here was the problem with that. All right, so the the reason this happened was because the there was so much time in between the fights. Okay. 
right? So a lot of these fights ended in the first round. Yeah. So they come in about two, three minutes in, somebody gets choked out or punched out, whatever it was, right? And then it's done, and then they have like 15, 20 minutes before the next fight or so, maybe even a little longer, Mm -hmm. right? So that leaves all this space, and I get it. That means you might want to go do some. Okay, yeah. But no. How many fights were there? Uh, I think it was a total of 10. So I think there was five preliminary, and there was five on the card. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, this guy got up a lot. Like between every fight? Oh, yeah. Wow. Every fight. And got a, and sometimes twice in between the fight. Was he with a group sitting yes, there? Yes, he was with a group. Did the group go, get no, up too? No, not time? like that. Well, they got up two at times. Yeah. So they probably got up maybe about a quarter as much as he did. I don't know what he was doing, but it was driving me crazy. I don't know. I mean, what's the, what's the response there? Do you pay it forward? So the next event, you say, I'm sitting in the middle. So if I got to get up, that's fine. I'm paying this forward to the universe. Or are you going to stick with the stick with the aisle? Seats? Well, I'm going to tell you what I did. I moved. Okay. <laughs> me, yeah. and my, me, yeah. me and the fellas, we decided, well, you know what? There was a lot of empty seats, and we, we have some season tickets for the herd games, okay. and we got our favorite seats. So we went and sat in our old seats because nobody was sitting in there anyway, and mm-hmm. it wasn't a packed house, so no one was going to be mad about us moving around. So we just moved because I was just like, good Lord, this dude. That's but that was it. Yeah, man, come on. All right, so. <laughs> Yes. Sorry about that experience. I hope no, it did, no, no. I hope it didn't ruin the evening. Oh no, no, no. We had a great time. Once I moved anyway, then it was done. It you know, we we decided to move right when the the main fight started. Okay. okay. All right. So now let me tell you the other part of the story. So, the fights are going down. Let me tell you. Great fights. The lady fighters, they ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Those were the oh, best yeah. ones. But there was the last the very last fight. This fight lasted maybe a minute and 30 minutes. The guy, the two guys, are. this is the main event, yeah. right? You could tell, like, they're way better than any of the undercard fighters, this, that, and another. The guy goes to the ground, kind of turns over the wrong way, and dude puts him in an arm bar. Yeah. Right. Puts him in the arm bar. Boom. All of a sudden, the ref runs over, stops it. Like, he didn't wait for a tap. He didn't do anything, right? And I was like, okay, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was big. Didn't think anything of it until the guy's rolling. He's laying on the ground. He's kind of holding his arm. I fear what's coming next. Then he lifts his body and his arm falls backwards at the elbow. Oh, no. I almost no, passed out, no. y'all. Cash listeners. Bruh. Passing yeah. out. Like, it was that, oh. See, this is why I don't think I can go to one of those events. I mean, I have a hard time. I mean, I've watched a few on on uh, pay-per-view. Yes, I love friends. the pay-per-view. Yeah, but I think maybe that that distance where it's just on television where I can, you know, it's like, all right, I can see these guys just kicking the crap out of each other and I'd be okay. But if I saw it live, I think I'd have my hands over my face the whole time. Like, oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. And that was the only thing. The rest of it was, you know, it was really good. But that, that there, cause, and it was the surprise of it because I don't even think he knew that that was going to happen. Which probably went just completely numb. I mean, it just, oh, no, no. Yeah. I, God. It was on some stuff. So, all right. Yikes. Yes, Kosh listeners, I just threw threw that out there to you. Uh, yes, you can yell at me later. You feel some kind of way about that story. You either but, lost about half your listeners or you picked up about a bunch of people who are eh, questionable, we'll say. I'm sure there's a few people out there cringing right now. Yeah. You'll forgive me. Well, you will forgive me. Okay. 
that's it for what in the world is going on with. All right, next segment, word association. This is where I'm going to say some words to you, and you um, please share what 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 comes to mind. All right, All we're right. going to come start with our universal word. Our universal word that we love to start with is food. Shoot, you got any? <laughs> Bruh. I've been I've been dieting uh, since the end of summer. What involves intermittent fasting, so I haven't eaten yet today. I probably won't until the afternoon. So, uh, but if we were to stick to something that uh, normally gets answered, I am a big sushi guy. Oh, I got to credit my wife Adriana. Uh, she introduced. I I went the first twenty five years of my life just avoiding that stuff. I was like, oh, raw shrimp, no. No, but then she, she, you know, very, very early on after we started dating, she took me to a sushi restaurant. I said, actually, this is really good. Just eating the, you know, your basic rolls. Then when we were in Tucson, I actually became friends with a, a couple authentic Japanese folks. Shout out Ken Kumayama, who said, oh, you got to get, no, forget about those rolls. You got to just try the nigiri. Just focus on the fish. And since then, here's what I'll say. If I get a good... Uh, salmon nigiri with just a little bit of soy sauce on there. It will stop time. Mm. The universe melts away. And I'm just having a moment with my creator saying, thank you for this small slice of divinity that you're blessing me with right now. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And so, Big, big, big sushi guy. Whenever possible, if you were to ask me, all right, what's my last meal going to be? Definitely going to be some salmon nigiri. I'm going to have to try some salmon nigiri. Yes, yes, you should. And I do like sushi. I'm, 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 I, I like my sushi. And I kind of went through a phase that you went through where I didn't know what it was, so I just assumed raw fish didn't sound good. Right, right, right. yeah. But someone, I started with... Uh, Kathy Flores introduced me to shout out to Kathy. Uh, she introduced me to the sweet potato roll. Okay, yeah. And so That's I started. I started mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is really good." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that gave me like the open mindedness to open up to all sorts of things. If I were to recommend a, a transition, so if you're on rolls, I don't know if they have them around here, but the roll that really Knocked my socks off. It's called a caterpillar roll. Mm. Does not have caterpillars in it. But it does. <laughs> what Bro. it does have is it focuses primarily on avocado and eel. Oh. Now you are gonna love eel if you have not tried it. Eel oh, yeah, some eel, eel sauce. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff when it comes to rolls. So yeah, that was uh yeah, my cousin introduced me to the to the caterpillar roll. I don't know if they have them around here. I gotta say, um, uh, much love to this area. The sushi is just okay to this area. It was actually better in the desert. It was better in Tucson and in Phoenix. You can get some really good sushi. Around here, there's some really nice places. I live up in Appleton, Far East. I was going to say Far East. Far East is pretty good quality. Island sushi is pretty good quantity. Those sushi boats that float around you. Love Island. Shout out to Island Sushi. You just stack the plates up, see how high you can go. That's Yeah, no, that's fun. That's fun. But as far as really... Knock your socks off quality. I'm still looking. I mean, it's good, but it's not that, you know, oh, there you are, God. Kind of good. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Cocktail or beer? Well, it's all wretched, isn't it? (laughs) 
I'm at the point, and this is coming. Uh, this is this is a new new development for me, where I think I'm just going to be drinking every 90th day to remind myself why I shouldn't the other 89. Yeah, it's just getting too much for me. But up until that point, which was you know recent development, if there's anything that's going to bring me back to becoming a you know regular semi regular drinker, it's going to be beer. Okay, specifically. Lakefront Brewery Beer from Milwaukee. When we lived in Milwaukee, it was my favorite tour, the Lakefront Tour. And their IPA, their fixed gear, their River West Stein. I mean, that's that's the good stuff. That's the stuff that I miss. And, he, and here's how it is, like, uh, how much I miss it. We were watching, uh, there's a season of Intervention on Netflix. It's a more recent release because they had stopped making new episodes quite a while ago. But they, they got eight episodes uh, and seven of them involved needles. I'm like, eh. But the eighth one was this guy who was a very successful pilot, just ruined his life by drinking beer. It wasn't the hard stuff. He just beer, 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 and just ruined Bruh. his life. And I'm watching this show, watching this guy just, just wallow in misery and thinking, man, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> that. I bet you that tastes amazing. So if I, if I were to go back, yeah, it would be to get some good lakefront IPAs, lakefront River West Stein, lakefront fixed gear. Shout out lakefront. I love you. I love you folks. But yeah, it's I've definitely uh, stepped back from the game a little bit. I would say actually a lot since this most recent summer. Okay, that's fair. Concert. Yeah. All right. So there's a. I'm gonna start a thread here that's gonna continue on later on. Actually, I got to see some really good concerts growing up. Um, I got to see, uh, you know, in a couple of like last tours or close to last tours, uh, and I used to go several, several shows a year. Don't do that so much anymore for you know a myriad of reasons. One, you know, I'm busy, and uh, two, they are now really expensive. They are extraordinarily expensive. I, rem- I remember... Facts. I, maybe it was 01. So we're talking over 20 years ago. The band A Perfect Circle was one of the bigger hard rock bands of the early 2000s. And I got to go see them on their first tour. And the tickets were like $32. And I was thinking, how dare you? Who do you think you are charging $32 for a concert ticket. Shame on you. I wasn't used to that. But now $32 wouldn't get you in the door almost any place. It's oh, no. extraordinarily expensive. I think uh, I'm not a big Blink-182 fan, but I guess they're on their, on their way back. They're doing a reunion tour. My brother-in-law is a big fan, and his wife was looking for tickets. They're playing Chicago. $500 for nosebleed seats. What? Yeah. Oh no, my yeah. feeling. You just hurt my feelings. I couldn't believe it. This here, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go see them for fifty bucks. But you know, five hundred dollars. There are some people who really, really, you know, I grew up with that band. I say, let's go back to see them. Oh my gosh, no! There are reasons for yeah. that, and it's not because they're greedy. We'll get into that later. I assure you. But okay. yeah, I got to see some. I mean, I got to see the Rolling Stones when I was still in high school. And they were young. They were in their early 50s. That was young. <laughs> now, <laughs> now they're still at it, and they're like 80. I got to see them. I got to see Black Sabbath. I got to see Paul McCartney when he played in Milwaukee. Uh, I saw Tom Petty a couple months before he died. 
That was glorious. So, I mean, this, I mean, it, it's hard to beat that the live experience of a good show. I mean, you can't replicate that, you know, with a live album or with a live DVD, if you're there and you're amongst all the fans, I mean, it's, it's really the way to go. But at the same time, is it worth 500 bucks? Oh, no, man. Yeah, no, no. But that, that just hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Well, I, you know, I've gone to some concerts recently, but I've gone to them here at the uh, Oshkosh Arena. Yeah. And uh, they were affordable. So they were good. Okay. Okay. You know, I went and checked out Nelly. Went and checked out Ludacris, which was both oh. were decent. Oh, yeah. Both, both were very decent concerts. Mm-hmm. I had a doggone decent time at those. Um, so, yeah, no, I couldn't. $500? I can't imagine. It better come with a lam- lam- uh, limousine ride. Yeah. Uh, Driven by the band. A uh, dinner. Yeah, it they better make you dinner. dinner. Sure. Uh, not just for me, but it should also include the <laughs> dinner for whoever's going to the concert with me. Yes. Like, that's a lot. I Yeah. I think the most expensive I'd ever paid was Paul McCartney tickets. And that was, that was like 120 bucks. But I figured, hey, this is a Beatle. How many more shows has he got left? And right. so, I mean, yeah. I bought... Yeah, I mean, the idea of paying anything more than that for any, you know, for nosebleed seats in an arena. I mean, I've been in some, you know, shows where I'm the, the second to last row. And come on, man. I mean, yeah, you're there, but it's not like being up close. And they're going to be charging you several hundred bucks for that experience. I don't get it, man. Mm. My feelings are a little bit hurt. I'm sorry to bring you down. I'm sorry to bring you down. I I, I feel like you're talking back up. I feel like you're talking back up. No, no. You know what? I'm just determined we will find the concert that's, like, if it's the concert that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I was going to spend that kind of money, and here's the sad thing. Anybody who I would really spend that kind of money on, they've passed. Yes. Yes. Like Prince. Prince was my number one concert yeah. that i really wanted to see and i would have spent some serious money to go see prince because right. i just think that's that's the that's the epitome that is top-notch uh artist top-notch performance you know he was going to give you a show he was going to be prince right um right now i would spend some pretty good money to see outcast dude yes but yes. andre yes. three thousand. Yeah. God bless, and I, I am the hugest Andre 3000 fan. My man ain't going to tour. No, no. Yeah, he's he's found some peace in the world that does not involve being a, being a star. But if he ever does decide to, mm-hmm. which I'm always hopeful, that is the concert. I will track that down nationwide. They, they did Summerfest a couple of years ago, and and I should have gone. It would have yeah, that would have been that, but it would have been wild. I actually had the opportunity to see Prince. Back in 04, and I passed on it. Oh, my God. I passed on it. Yeah, I just thought, oh, nah, nah. I, I, but then, you know, a couple of years later, he did, this, he did the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, what did I do? I missed this. You missed Prince. I missed Prince. I missed what would have been t- – I mean, that was obviously the best Super Bowl – best Super Bowl performance of all time. Agreed. I mean, absolutely. I mean, in just like 12 minutes, he, you know, he just put together in a full – Concert and a half worth of memories in yeah. 12 minutes. And I said, wow, what if I had just gone to see him live? What would that have been like? Oh, yeah. Uh, Facts. Yes. Streaming. All right, so there's two parts here. Okay. First part is we just, we finished watching the Dahmer series mm. on Netflix earlier this week. Yeah. 
And I, you got to fill me in on that because I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it yet. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. Well shot, well acted, very unpleasant. Very, very unpleasant, obviously, because of the topic. But also... I don't know if you call them filmmakers. It's not a film. It's a you know miniseries. But you know, we'll call them filmmakers. They did not really, you know, hone in on a theme or a vibe. And I know it's it's based on reality, and reality's complex, and you're not going to get that. But I tell you this: the very last episode, right at the end, they show pictures of the 17 victims. They show pictures of the 17 victims. And so if you were just to walk in on somebody watching that and you just saw that, you're thinking, oh, so this whole thing was a tribute to the victims. No, it was not. No, it was not. It was, there was, uh, I think, one victim that really got, you know, its due, is due in terms of, like, what his life was, like, who he was and, you know, what the damage, you know, what the world lost. And there was one family of a different victim that really, you know, you sh- saw their pain. They saw, you saw their grief. But the rest of it, there was a lot of, it's tough because there was almost more sympathy putting towards Dahmer and his family, his family specifically. The last episode, he he's killed, spoiler warning, and his father comes in to identify the body and his father breaks down. He's crying over the dead Jeffrey Dahmer and he's saying... I'm so sorry. I'll always love you. And I felt that. That was the closest I'd ever come to welling up watching this show. And I was fighting that. I was like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this for this moment? When there were 17 people that he, you know, I mean, you know the story about what he did. Mm -hmm. And so you come out of that and I, I could say it was well made, but I don't know if I would recommend it for anybody, you know? So... I just don't know if it's going to hit too close to home. Yeah. yeah, I, Being from Milwaukee, I was around that time period. Like, I remember, like, yeah, man, I just don't know. And everybody just says it's dark. And yeah. you know what? I don't know if I want to put that darkness on my soul. Right. For the sake of entertainment. Right. Yeah. yeah. If I were to recommend something that's not dark. And I remember, uh, I think it was Karen Schneider had talked about on Amazon, one of the best shows, the best comedies, one of the best comedies in my lifetime is the marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've binged that. Oh my god! Especially the first two seasons are just pure joy. Oh yeah, just pure joy. But here's the deal about streaming, and this goes into my second part. When it comes to things like film and things like music, it's changing things in a way. And I, change is not good. Change is not bad. Change is neutral. It just happens. But everything that we knew about film and everything we knew about the music industry is changing for the worse because of streaming. I don't know as much about film, but here's what uh, I remember seeing Matt Damon explain on the, uh, he was on a podcast, Hot Ones, where they're eating the hot, the hot wings. Oh, okay. And he basically saying that streaming has killed the at-home market in terms of purchasing DVDs, purchasing Blu-rays. Filmmakers would always look at it, hey, we got two bites of the apple here. We're going to put films out in the theater. Hopefully they do well. Even if they don't, if they get enough word of mouth, then maybe we can do good on the secondary market, that home market. And there are a number of classic movies that didn't do so well at the theater, but everybody owned that I was growing up. Office space. 
Office Space, yeah, Office Space, Big Lebowski, Friday, Fight Club, Boondock Saints. So many people owned these movies. And so those types of movies, though, they were all like the mid-budget ones. They weren't the low-budget ones. They weren't the high-budget ones. They were the mid-budget ones. And Matt Damon says they're not going to make those anymore because whatever they're making from streaming, the filmmakers, is obviously not to the degree of what they would make when you would buy a DVD or buy a Blu-ray. So they have to look at it, uh, filmmakers, they say, all right, we either have to go low budget so that if we lose out, okay, or we have to go mega budget so we can make it all as best as we can in the theater. And so you get all of these, um, you know, superhero movies, mm-hmm. obviously, those right. are dominating. And you get a lot of stuff that we're already familiar with. Right. You get you got to get a bunch of reboots, so stuff that people are already familiar with, so they don't have to take as big of risks. They'll put money into those, but they don't have to take as big of risks. And so these mid-size films, they don't really make them as much anymore. And I think we have to say, look at it, and say, well, I mean, that's because of the convenience factor of streaming. I haven't bought a DVD or a Blu-ray and. Or five years, you know? And oh, yeah, nobody's buying hard media anymore. Matter of fact, you can't even sell your used hard media. Nice. So that's bad. That's, I mean, like I say, bad for what we knew about movies. It's also bad for what we knew about the music industry. So I used to buy a lot of CDs. Now I'm into vinyl. I'm one of those guys. Oh. But streaming exists. Here's the problem, though. So little of that money and streaming is going to the artists that they're not making records anymore. Here's an example. Rihanna. Rihanna was just announced to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Right. Okay. Rihanna is only 34 years old. Rihanna has released one album in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that was six years ago. Age 24 to 34. One album. And that would be the age where you think, well, that's prime for a musician to release their best stuff. But she has apparently not found it to be worth the while. Now, she's doing quite fine in other areas. I think she just yeah. got named a billionaire. Yeah, so she's, she's a billionaire. So she's doing quite fine. But as a fan, as a, if you're a fan of Rihanna, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, where's my Rihanna music? Right. She released an album in, you know, 2012. I can't remember which what it was. Triple Platinum. Okay. That had that had been there had been a string. She had released an album like almost every calendar year for the last five years. Then she gets to twenty twelve. She releases one triple platinum. Then she takes four years for her next one. Twenty sixteen. She releases an album also triple platinum. Then she doesn't release anything since. What happened was that Spotify started coming into America around twenty eleven twenty twelve. So the funds, the money that she was making. Selling records, selling CDs in the twenty in the two thousands, in the first decade of the of this century, that was sufficient for her to say, "Hey, this is worth the effort. This is worth getting the songwriters, getting the musicians, getting the producers to put out a record because I'm going to make money." But then twenty twelve happened, and she probably, even though it went triple platinum, found herself making less money. Twenty sixteen triple platinum, probably even less money. Not worth the effort for somebody anymore to say, all right, let's go through the effort of making new music. It used to be you sell a CD. The uh, common knowledge was about a dollar was going to go to the artist. 
So you sell three million, you go triple platinum, you sell three million albums, that's three million dollars going to the artist. Now with streaming, you gotta listen to a track about two hundred times before a dollar goes to the artist. So imagine a ten track album. You gotta listen to that twenty times before a dollar goes to the artist. Now, the music in Spotify, Apple Music, the music industry, they already got their money. Right. You gave them the money going into the door. This would be like if, you know, back in 2001, you go into a record store, you pay, you pay $10 or $15 for a CD, and you go home and listen to it how many times. The record, the record industry gets the money. The music, in, the music store gets the money. The artist will get the money, depending on how often you listen to that CD. Now, you may like a number of albums, but how many albums do you think you've actually listened to 20 times in the last five years? I bet it's not that many. None. None. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think, uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't just think I've listened to any album at all. Yeah. I've just moved to listening to tracks that yeah. I like. You think you listen to a track 200 times in five years? Um. None. Maybe. Maybe it's Maybe. possible. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. There's a couple of them, like, because I also am a firm believer. There's a certain time in your life where you quit listening to new music, so you're only listening to old stuff. Oh yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. right. Like, I'm not really like I. I'd be hard pressed to know some of these newer artists unless it's just something that I accidentally ran across on TV and was like, oh, okay, that's hot, mm -hmm. you know. But otherwise. I'm kind of recycling all the stuff I was listening to from high school and college and on, you know? Yeah. Age like 14 to the end of college for everybody. That's the sweet spot for them. Yeah. And so what do artists got to do right now? I mean, they got to find other means. They got to find other avenues. If it's not worth it for them to make records, you know, they'll go into, you know, what's Rihanna doing fashion? What's she doing? Uh, fragrances. Or they got to tour all the time. And they got to charge an arm and a leg for those shows. And here we come back to the concerts. Okay. Right. Why are they selling? Why are they selling the tickets for so much? Because that's their way of making money. They used to have ways of making money easier when you listen to their music. Right. That's not there anymore. Mm. Now, very few people are making enough money selling records that they can say, all right, you know, I'm satisfied here. Now I got to go on tour and charge two times, three times what I used to charge just to get to what I was expecting to get. So you're getting to where these big artists, they're waiting five, six years between albums, and then they'll go out and tour and then charge you $500 for the nosebleeds. Let me tell you something. That was super interesting because I did not ever think of it. Well, I can't say that I knew new, but that, that was well explained. I, I can, I can kind of understand that. And like I said, it's change. Change is just change. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's just what we knew and what we enjoyed is not going to be around for what, you know, our kids are going to be experiencing something different when it comes to consuming media. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to have a different relationship with that media. They're going to have a different relationship with artists and yes. with filmmakers. And, uh, I mean, it's, I think we'll miss it. But then again, I still buy old stuff. My latest CD I got in the in the mail was uh, the Beatles Revolver, you know, anniversary re-release. Re so I'll still buy everything that they put out, even though I already have like five or six copies. So, but I'll have the old stuff. But yeah, I when it comes to finding new 
particularly when it comes to music, when it comes time to finding new, if I have to wait five years between a release, I'm going to lose interest. So shop local shop local. Yes. Let's do that. Shop local. So, uh, I have to print a lot of stuff. All right. Wills trust. I have to print a lot of stuff. So I, I, uh, I got a lot of printers, got a lot of paper, got a lot of ink. Now I use very early on when I started my business, I got to, uh, I met this fellow named Michael Lanning. Shout out Michael. He works for uh, Cartridge World, which is uh, in conjunction with Computer Corner on North Main. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's got me all my printers. He's got me all my ink. And I, you know, he makes recommendations for me. Here's what you should have. And I've peaked. I've gone online. I've gone on, you know, Amazon. And I said, well, I can get them a little bit cheaper online. But they're not going to come help me when I have an issue. Right. right. Michael Lanning always comes to help me. He says, hey, I got this issue with this driver here. You can help me out? Yeah, he's going to help me out. So, at, so yeah, when you think about it, I mean, everybody jokes about Amazon is not going to sponsor your kid's t-ball team. Okay? Right. But Computer Corner might. But also just what it comes down to is that if you're just looking to save money, then you can do that. But if you're looking for quality, you might be paying a little bit more for the same product. But you're going to be getting a lot better experience when you're shopping local at places like Cartridge World. Same with music. You can buy your, if you're buying vinyl like me, you can find them cheaper, usually on Amazon. But Eroding Winds, also on Maine, they also just opened up a store in, in uh, Appleton. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, the, it's fun walking through a music store, flipping through vinyl and finding stuff, finding new and used vinyl. And yeah, you're going to be paying a couple bucks more than you would online. But so what? You know, it's like you're, you're there. It's part of a community. You get to chat with people who uh, share that passion with you. It's uh, an experience. It is. It really is an experience. And so you know what you're getting. And you're supporting, you know, people who are going to be there for you. And, you know, maybe unlike Amazon, they let their employees take bathroom breaks more than once a day. So support that. <laughs> Bruh. I can't even touch that. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. Um, legacy. This was for me, right? Legacy. Have you done legacy with anybody else yet? No. 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 And and but it it to be fair, um, there was an interview with someone that I was going to do, um, yesterday, mm-hmm. and so. I had actually picked legacy mm-hmm. for they for them and their topic. So, but legacy fits you too. It does. Yeah, yeah. So we're breaking ground here. We'll see how this goes. If it's a train crash, you can toss it out. So I start off a lot of my seminars with I say, here's some basic facts, and the first basic fact I always tell people is you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I, and uh, I, yeah, are you right? like, are you keeping it light on that one? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do it. I do it. It's like, it's like, I, I mean, I, I'm not like, like, you're going to die tonight. No, it, but it's one of those things that, you know, people don't often want to think about, but yeah, that's true. I, I, I try to do this exercise and like, Hey, let's try it right now. Timber. If you were to name three of the greatest people to ever walk this earth, who would be on that list? Humor me here. Oh, Three of the greatest people to walk the earth. Um, 
That's tough. <laughs> I know, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, because it's only three. And yeah. so, like, I, I, I want to give a shout-out to my parents, uh-huh. right? But that, that, leaves, that leaves me one. Uh, <laughs> want to give a shout-out to the wife, and then that leaves me none. <laughs> you know, Let's I don't say, know, man. I think can't it's be re- All right, here, here, here's a new thing. It can't be related to them. Can't be related to yeah, them. Okay, that yeah. changes. That yeah, does I'll, change the thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I can't, I can't do, I don't do well with quick thinking All like right. that because I actually take the question so seriously sure. to heart. Well, I bet you, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I bet you, if people were to think about that question, they'd probably name three people who are dead. Okay, mm-hmm. well, something that they probably all have in common is three people who have passed on. There we all go. Eventually, we're gonna get to join them. We're lucky enough to get to join them with wherever they went. But, so here's the deal. They all left legacies, no doubt. They all left, so it's like they left footprints that would never be worn away, essentially, for the most part. That's why we're still talking about them. Now, how did they do that? I mean, some of them, you know, they maybe they were rich, but it wasn't they just got rich and they died rich. Most people we talk about usually utilize those funds for better things. I always say, it's like, you can take, yes. Your family's your first priority. You take care of your family, without a doubt. But, but, think about what else you can do. Think about how you got here in life. Think about the people who cut you a break, you know, who set the stage for you. Maybe you can do that for the next generation. It's, you know, it involves, you know, what I do estate planning is helping out charities. I, uh, I really, really, you know, encourage charitable giving. For, you know, whatever you find near and dear to your heart. But it also involves, you know, being the type of person that, you know, people remember you by. Good. You know, people remember you for good reasons, we'll say, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we all hope to have a legacy. And, but you do that with sacrifice, you do that with giving of yourself, and you do that with selflessness. So. What, how did that go? Are you ever going to do that again? Yes. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Yes. Look, there's no wrong answers. There's it's no wrong a, answers. It's just a word association. Yeah. You, you you took it where you took it. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was very curious. Yeah? Yeah. So yeah, was yeah. I. I had no idea where I was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that, and I was I was thinking about things for everything beforehand, and I got legacy. I was like, oh, God, what am I going to say? <laughs> no, no, I think, like, there's something to legacy. Um, I think... I don't know if there's anyone who's not making moves in life and not taking that into consideration mm-hmm. where you're just like, whether it's for your kids, whether it's for an organization, you believe, but whatever you're making moves, hoping that you're not forgotten, forgotten, or like that you have an impact. If it's not for remembrance, I think it's for impact. Mm-hmm. Right. And we all want that. Um, you know, even when you're doing it for your kids or for your greater family, you're thinking, okay, um, I want to make sure my grandkids have it well. Yes. Or great grandkids mm-hmm. or, you know, the family name or whatever it is. There's so many things tied to legacy. Um, so, yeah, and it matters. Mm-hmm. It does matter. I think it, it is, it's something that is ingrained in us as part of the fabric of who we are as humans. Yeah, generally. I think there are some people who just act for now. I don't like, you know, it's like, you know, we'll get into the heroes and villains later on. But I think some people are so consumed with the here and now that they don't care too much about how the world's going to remember them. And I think that's unfortunate. 
I think by the most part, Facts. though, that you are right. Facts. Okay. Next segment. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, the Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share something that you think is a gem. Uh, it could be something everybody knows about. Maybe it's something nobody knows about. Maybe it's something hidden within something everybody knows about. I actually got two things. Oh, so awesome. I'll, I'll try not to dwell too much. But uh, first of all, um, good buddy of mine, Nick Winant. Shout out, Nick. He uh, is a man of many talents, and he is a was had always been big in card collecting, sports cards. And he had opened up, and during this time, very, very tough time to open up a brick-and-mortar shop, he opened up a brick-and-mortar uh, sports card called Cardboard Legacy. Oh. It's a, yeah, it's on Oregon. Uh, south of the bridge a uh, couple blocks but you should check it out i mean a car, uh, sports card trading is coming back in style i i only collect cards from people from my detroit teams that's it i don't really care about value i just care about you know nostalgia for when my detroit teams were good 20 years ago <laughs> Bruh. but yeah now if if you are uh, had been a card collector and you think why well, you know i I, I miss going to the card shops. There's one There's one in town now. It's opened up within the last year. My buddy Nick, he runs it with his family. Just go in and check it out. You're going to find something that you like, and Nick's going to hook you up. The other thing is, all right, here's an issue I have. The Fox Valley. Where's the valley? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, right? Okay, everybody says the Fox Valley. And I said, there's this, this isn't a valley, but you see... I, I have always liked driving out in the country. I love it. And when my kids were very young, I needed them to, to nap. I couldn't get them to nap at home. I'd throw them in the car seat. We drove right out in the country. I found an actual valley. Holy cow. North of Appleton. Hear me out, folks. I think it's called Center Valley. I'm, I, I tried to find it, but if you go up north on 47, and you keep going north several miles, and then you make a left on S, and you go several, several miles west, you're going to come upon a beautiful, picturesque valley that you think, my God, I wish I was a painter because I would paint this view right now. Yeah. So that's my, so if, if you, like me, love country driving mm. and you love, you know, nature and you, and you like the idea of seeing something like this, something that would be like, you know, out of the movies, that would be soul fulfilling for you. Yeah. I, I think it's called Center Valley. You got to go, if you're in Appleton, go north on 47, a couple miles left on S, a couple miles, it'll be out your right hand window. You can't miss it. It's beautiful. Hey. Okay, that's a new one. That's brand new. I've never heard of that. And now I might I might want to road trip that. Try it. Yeah, Try okay. it. No, it, it's real. It's I'm real. actually more interested in what you even you got me really good with the cards too. Mm-hmm. I've got some old cards that I collected. You know, when you're a kid, you collected like so I had those NBA cards. Yeah. I was an NBA collector cards and there's some stuff. I might even have a little Jordan some or whatnot. And there's some stuff sitting around. I'm not saying it's Jordan rookie. You're right. Or else I yeah. wouldn't be talking to y'all right now. I'd probably be <laughs> right. Man, in the Bahamas. No, definitely. But uh I might have a few. Might have a little something. Might have a Shaq rookie or something. Like I that. think I think Nick's a grader, so he can tell you, you know, I, you know, it's service but he can tell you you know what this would be valued at and what condition it is i remember looking through uh looking at their cards and seeing a jordan and thinking oh no i had that one oh <laughs> and now yeah. it's going north of 200 bucks i'm like ah uh, why did i get rid of that i remember that see see so yeah 
I'm 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 gonna have to go talk to your friend. Do it. Okay. Um what's the cash need? What's the cash need? Okay. The cash needs a salsa club. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to a good salsa club where they do salsa dancing all night. But it is an experience. No, I can't dance Bruh. at all. Okay, I am not one. I I try the steps, the one back, one back, you know that type of steps, and it's just looked awful. Okay, I got no hips. But you watch the people who are good at it, and it is fascinating. They got one in Milwaukee. They had them down in Arizona. The Kosh would love a salsa club, but you know what it needs before it can have a salsa club. You know why it doesn't have one? It needs more Hispanics. Holy cow, four percent. And Hispanics in this this community, come on, those are rookie numbers. We got to pump those up. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the salsa club anyway, though. Oh yeah, I mean I will, but yeah, it's like we're saying it's like Milwaukee. I think it's got twenty percent right. Hispanics. Even Racine's got like fifteen. We're like four percent Hispanics, and I say, oh no, we gotta we gotta get them in here. So it's like See, it's, I thought it's our numbers wonderful. were actually larger than that. It's not. It's not. It's uh, at least last at least that was I think the twenty twenty census numbers. I looked it up All not right. too long ago. So. Yeah, because you know, I married into a Hispanic family, and I uh, got to know, you know, I, you know, I'd go down to Texas to see their family and and whatnot. And boy, it's there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of joy in uh, that community that they would bring they would bring up to here if we had a greater Hispanic community. So. Well, you know what? It's probably we're probably on the move up. Mm. Numbers are definitely on the on the upswing. They're definitely not on the lull or the right. downswing. At least, yeah, everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Yes. So it's only a matter of time, and uh, I'm in for salsa dancing. You should give it a try. I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you can't be worse than me. That's what I'm saying. You can't be I, worse than me. I'd rather do salsa dancing than ballroom dancing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I've definitely, Bruh. I've definitely been asked by my wife about like, can we go do a dance class? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself. I don't really want to do that kind of dance class. Can yeah. we find something else? You know, that's just me, though. Oh, yeah, and you'll love the music, too. You'll be coming out of there thinking, like, I want to go to there every week. Yeah, I, you know what? Yes, yes, that that would help me with uh, some of my dad body issues. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. All right. Um, next segment. The next segment is called the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. Right. This is your opportunity to put somebody in the naughty. Doesn't have to be a person. It could be an organization. It would be whatever you want it to be, but you can either celebrate them or tell us what, what's going on with them. I gotta tell you, I prepared one of each, and I'm gonna let you choose. The reason is, I started off thinking, okay, I, I got, I got something good for heroes. Thinking, all right, well, we gotta have some good positive talk here. But then I was listening to Peter Lee's. Uh, your most recent podcast that you released, and you said that actually only about five people have gone the naughty route. Yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide. Do you, you want to hear about heroes or do you want to hear about naughty? Uh, we definitely want to hear about naughty. Oh, <laughs> and I'm still going to let you still do a hero. All right. All right. All right let's all right. do both. Okay. Well, I'll start off with naughty, then I'll go hero. So we'll end on a positive note. Naughty. Folks. The ringleaders of conspiracy theories, the people who know better, all right? The people who know what they're saying is nonsense, but they think they can get a lot out of people believing it. Now, there's, you know, a lot of people who go down the rabbit hole and they, they, you know, they lose perspective. And sometimes they're at the forefront of the movements. But another 
group of people who know better, who've been around. They've talked to enough people to say none of this is accurate. However, I can get people to believe it, and then I can benefit from it personally. I don't think that the radio guy, regular Joe, believes that the uh, election was stolen back in 2020. But he is going to put every voice on his show that's going to be saying that it was. You'll never probably catch him saying that the election was stolen. He'll just be putting the, you know, putting the ideas out there in the name of just asking questions. Okay? Yeah. I also... Facts. I am on the fence. I am, say, 50-50 on whether Ron Johnson actually believes the stuff he's been spewing about the vaccine. Now, he says he has not been vaccinated. I don't know if I believe that. So part of me thinks that he probably has been vaccinated and that he knows all of this stuff about the dangers of the vaccines is nonsense, but he thinks he can be the champion for a cause that can, you know, bring more money in for him, could bring more votes in for him. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I think, you know, he is such an egomaniac that he won't let anybody tell him what's up. He won't let any doctor, he won't let any scientist tell him, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong on this. So maybe, maybe he really is that dumb. I don't know. Maybe he's so full of himself that he thinks he can be the leader of this, you know, movement that says, oh, you know, these vaccines are actually terrible. But I, if I, if you, if I had, if I had to, you know, gun to my head say, what is it? I say, he has the vaccine. He took the vaccine. He gets all the updates and he knows all the stuff he's been saying is BS. I'm so. going to go with that. Yeah. And, and, and here's why. Do you remember back when the vaccine before was like open to the public public and <clears throat> you had all these wealthy people literally traveling around the country to go get the vaccine wherever it was available? Absolutely. Like yeah. they were stepping in. He, he runs with that circle is mm-hmm. my thought process. That's, you know, I'm not yeah. saying anything factually because I don't know anything. Right. right. But I'm just saying that seems like there was a time when it was it was almost like the wealth, the privilege of it all. Like we can go to the we can fly down to this state and we're gonna get the vaccine before anyone else and this kind of thing right. was going on. And so like you can't tell me that there's all these people who don't believe, like in that particular demographic. Right. Like yeah. there's a lot of wealthy people that ran and look, if if anyone's gonna know, to me, they're gonna know. Yeah. They're going to have their doctors or whoever. They're going to have their insiders. They're going to have these other places where they're going to get additional things that maybe the regular guy is not going to get. And I didn't hear any of them not running to go get it. Right. Right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I kind of understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And what's, what's so awful about it is, you know, is, is they, they let these ideas permeate, these ideas that they don't believe, and what does it mm-hmm. lead to? You know, when it comes to people who believe the election was stolen, well, we just had uh, Pelosi's husband get, you know, had his head bashed in by a hammer by some, you know, nut job. You Facts. get you get guys Facts. like Fa- Fauci, who's just, they're, threatened to, they're threatening to, you know, hang him. They're threatening to put him in jail. Yeah, because you, that guy's dangerous. Right, <laughs> right. You get, you're getting threats against... Bruh. retirees who work the polls, right? Right, because they're dangerous. It's, it's and, and, and these people, as I said, likely know better. But they personally can benefit from a horde of people who don't know better. 
I just want to know, like, when was it, when was it, oh, when did it become okay to just go so to the wall to win versus understanding I'm going to, uh, I'm going to um, talk to all the people, do my best to gather whatever I can, whether it's followers, whether it's votes or whatever. And if I lose, I lose. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we had this whole thing for, you know, where we talked about people who couldn't stand to lose. They were whiners. Yeah. And now it's, I feel like the people who were calling out whiners are whiners because you can't, you can't handle just losing. Lose and come back. Yeah. That's the point. Uh That's the whole point. Right. The point is sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. If you lose, just go. And now it's like we can't lose. We're going to change all the rules so we can't lose. It's awful. That's just, what is that? Where did we lose our identity? Like you're just supposed to come back. How do you not, how do you come back stronger if you're not willing to fall Mm -hmm. and get back Mm -hmm. up? Mm -hmm. But instead, you're just going to rig it. So you never fall. Well, uh, and and, and yeah. you, you know what I mean. There's yeah. growth that happens, and that's oh, just yeah. weird. What, you know what does fail stand for? First attempt in learning, right? Yeah, right. That's what it, that's what it used to be. Now it's fail is you know. Well, I mean, who can we blame this on? You're a loser. You know, it's it's awful. That was my awful Trump impersonation, by the way. It probably sounded more like Bernie Sanders. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, but yeah, there, there, there's so much to be said about that. But we don't need to dwell. I'm sure everybody else has already. You know, I don't. You know, if you, if I'm preaching to the choir, I'm sorry. If I'm preaching to the people who think I'm full of it, I'm probably not going to convince you otherwise. Well, we, we got both. Yeah. You know, we we definitely we have all sorts of people on the cash. Mm-hmm. Um, we. We just want voices. We want people to share. Sure. So there's going to be some people out there who are thinking, yeah, and we're going to have some people out there who says, Joe, mm-mm, just not <laughs> feeling you, Joe. <laughs> but that's what we're, but see, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Yeah. That's exactly who we're supposed to be. Yeah. No. So that's, that's keep exactly talking. We, yeah. Keep that's where talking. We're, yeah. We just keep working through it together. That's what I hope for. I love that. That was really, really good. Well, thank you. That was fantastic. Oh, hey, uh, oh, can I do my hero really quick? Yes, let's All do right, hero. Re- really quick. My hero is somebody that you know people don't think about too much as heroes. Public defenders. Okay, mm. people think of public defenders; they get a bad rap. They think that you know uh, they don't get enough respect. I remember I was at a bar, a state bar event, a couple of months ago, and there was a couple of folks from the Out of Gamey Public Defender's Office there. And I went up to them afterwards and I said, hey, you know, I just want to let you know, I really appreciate what you guys do. And I don't think you guys get the respect you deserve. And they looked at me like, okay, what's the joke? Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. They don't hear that enough. And I used, I started off as a prosecutor and I didn't, I didn't appreciate what they did because what they are doing is the system, the, the criminal justice system is a daunting beast. Oh Yeah. And if you Facts. if you have a public defender, it's because you don't have much in the way of resources, and so you are fighting a daunting beast without the resources of some of our more notorious uh, folks who are in court right now. So the public defenders are the ones there. They're not making a whole lot of money doing what they're doing, but they're trying to give some help to some people. Maybe they did something bad. Maybe they didn't. But either way, they're keeping them from getting railroaded from a 
daunting, daunting monster that sometimes, sometimes really gets it wrong. Sometimes really gets it wrong when it comes to the people they are targeting, the people they are prosecuting. Right. It's not as it's, uh, things aren't clean cut. Right. Right. You know, oh, there's nuance to all of it. So shout out to you heroes, you public defenders. God bless you. I'm sorry I didn't appreciate you until the last couple of years, but uh, keep up the good fight. Love it. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Right on. Right on. All right. I think what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a little commercial break. So. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the executive director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay. Every time we play that, that makes me happy. Uh, Shout out to Casa of the Fox City. Shout out to the executive director, Dawn. Um, And now it's that time. It is topic of the week. Our topic of the week is always chosen. Well, I shouldn't say always. It is usually chosen by our guests. But this week definitely was chosen by our guests. So, Joe, Yo. what's, what's our topic of the week? Okay. So about three years ago, I started sounding the alarm on our nursing home and skilled, skilled nursing facility crisis that we have in this state. I uh, pulled up, you know, a whole bunch of facts. I, you know, did uh, some presentations, made a really, really uh, well, I would say my best video that I ever done when it comes down to what the uh, videos that I produced for my business. Very few people cared, but I still got to be banging this drum. And I, I brought a bunch of uh, information with regards to, uh, what I say, the crisis here. Hopefully, I'm not just going to be reading them off to you, but here's... Here's the, the, the short of it, is that we are getting older. We are suffering more often from dementia. We have a bigger population of folks getting dementia and just, you know, other afflictions that come with age as a society in this state, and we are not prepared for it when it comes down to our long-term care facilities. So here are the numbers. First of all, the ones that I always start off with, for folks 65 and older, there's a 70, about a 70% chance you're going to need some form of long-term care in the future. And if you're married, that means there's at least an, about a 91% chance that one of you will need some form of long-term care and just under half a, a half a chance, so 50% chance that you both will. Okay, so that's a reality that majority of us are going to face, but we are not ready for it. So we're getting older as a society. So... In the 2010 census, 
the 65 and older population was about 13.7%. Now it's almost 18%. Okay. okay. So it's shooting up uh, rapidly. Now, if you look out into the future, 18 years from now, so the state population is going to grow a little bit by about 14%. The population of 65 and older is going to almost double. The population of 85 and older is going to be more than that, about 140% increase. So the, we're going to become an elder state with a lot more issues. It was 2015, there was estimated there were about 115,000 people in the state suffering from dementia. That's going to be about a quarter million by 2040. Wow. Yeah. All right. So with those numbers, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'd be thinking, wow, I got to get into the long-term care game. You know, right. this is going to be something. There's going right. to be, there's I mean, going to be just so makes sense. many people that are going to need this care. But, I, but yeah, you know what? It's the reverse is happening. So between 2016 and 2019, 30 facilities closed rather than open. What? Yeah. Why? Well, the big thing is they don't, they can't afford to stay open. The issue here is Medicaid is the Medicaid is a lot for our community, but what it does for long-term care uh, is if you're Medicaid eligible and you got to have, you know, a certain asset limit, depending on if you're married or you're single, if you're Medicaid eligible, then you're going to give the nursing home your income, but Medicaid's going to cover the shortfall. So, right. I mean, it's expensive, these long-term care. So most people don't have a monthly income that's going to pay for it. So Medicaid's going to come and say, we'll cover the rest. Two thirds of the people, in uh, facilities in the state are on Medicaid right now. But the issue is Medicaid doesn't pay enough. The state, the, it's, a, it's a federal program. The state has a lot of control over it. And the state, what they give to the facilities for Medicaid per, uh, participants is paltry. It's about two-thirds the cost of actual care. So for every dollar that the facility has to pay to care for an individual, they're getting about 68 cents in total when for Medicaid Bruh. participants. So, and that is at least, uh, was five years ago, the worst in the whole country. Whoa. So they are losing their shirts. I think it was uh, 94 nursing homes. Um, as I, these numbers are probably three years old, but I doubt they can improve that much. 94 nursing homes lost a million dollars a year. And in total, the industry lost over $300 million a year. So this whole booming industry that should, I don't say should be booming is actually bleeding to death. And so what do they got to do? These facilities, they got the folks who are not Medicaid eligible, they're called privately pay. They got to, they got to charge them a lot of money in order to keep the lights on. These things that they got to do, I tell folks that if you want to go into a nice facility, you're going to have to show you can privately pay for a spell, whether it be six months, whether it be three years. They're going to have different, different uh, rules. They got you got to show. Look, I can privately pay for a year and a half before I can apply for Medicaid. If you can't do that, you're not going to get into a lot of facilities. Mm. Sometimes you wow. have. There are some people who have to drive hours to put their relatives into a facility, their spouses into a facility, so they can only see them, you know, on the weekends or something like that because they're hours and hours away because they don't have the funds to get into a facility that has to say, you know, it's a showing. Show us you can pay for two years. Can't do it, and we can't let you in. 
And that's not greed. They have to do that. They have to do that. And then when you're privately paying, they have to charge you a lot. Right now in Oshkosh, about $120,000 a year for a nursing home. It's 10 grand a month. 10 grand a month. By 2029, $150,000. Bruh. By 2039, $200,000. Jeez. $200,000 a year for private pay. That's going to keep happening because the state's not paying enough for the Medicaid patients. What else is that going to happen? Not only is it going to lock a lot of people out from getting care, is that we have significant staffing shortages at skilled nursing facilities. So in 2018, 19% of all positions were unfilled. And 54% of all positions had zero applicants. What? Yeah. Bruh. Nobody applied. That was 19% in 2018. Two years ago, it was 24%. Uh, this year, the one out of four. This year, it's 28%. Whoa. So almost, yeah, almost seven, so, so almost three out of every 10 positions are unfilled at facilities. And it's obvious why they're not getting paid enough. They can't, and the facilities can't, can't afford to pay them. They can't afford to pay them anymore. A nursing assistant right now, make, and this is coming from the Capital Times recently. I think it was back in August. Uh, about On average, about sixteen twenty six an hour. So that's the out of facility. At-home caregivers, thirteen sixty five an hour. Oh, yeah. You can make, somebody can make that working at a gas station. Quick trip. Working at a Target. So, you know, imagine. Yep. Okay, so you're, you're looking for a job, and you can make... You know, 18 bucks an hour, right? Collecting, you know, collecting gas money, giving out cigarettes at Quick Trip, or you can be cleaning out bedpans for an elderly individual for five dollars less an hour. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're definitely not going to be going to these facilities, and so that's just going to get keep getting worse and worse and worse. And here's how bad is this: the, the numbers from 2019 saying that we are going to have less beds than we need. So we're going to have we're going to have more people who need care than we have care to give in five years, in 2027. Right. Wow. So, and I was, you know, I was banging the table about this saying, we got to improve the Medicaid rate. And they did a little bit. Um, I think it was in 2019. They did, they'd raise it up a little bit. And I, I think it improved things somewhat, but that staffing shortage numbers right there just shows you it went from 19% in 2018 to 28% now shows that it's not doing enough. There we all go. There go our grandparents. There go our parents. There go us eventually. We're, we're basically setting ourselves up for a catastrophe, particularly as the boomers age into this time of their life where they may need some help. They're going to need help that's not going to be there. So what can we do is we got to get those Medicaid rates up or we got to have some sort of alternate system, but our legislature's they're not in any rush to do this. I, it's, it's sad. It's scary. But the state of Washington, they, they're trying new um, avenues to, it's, and it, yes, it involves more taxes. But they're trying new avenues to try to fund their long-term care system. How is it going to work out? I don't know. But they're trying. We're not trying. And we're all, I mean, particularly the ones that we care about, our parents, grandparents, eventually us, we're going to suffer for it. So, What 
Sorry to be a downer. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think this is super important. Like, and this is the conversation. Like, uh, uh, you know, we started off the show teasing about age, right? Yes. And, um, but it is something. I think about it all the time, you know, and you're supposed to, and all they ever talk about when you're talking retirement is, you know, how much money did you put away, your 401k through 403b, whatever, you know, in that Roth RAs, blah, 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 right? But this is the real conversation, right? Because let's be honest, the culture, um, to me, the standard American culture is not the culture that says move your parents in with you. Right. It used to be. I yeah. think it used yeah. to be yeah. in previous yeah. generations. It, 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 that just ain't the thing, right? right. It, 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 people want to go on doing what they're doing, and mm-hmm. you, you do want to make sure your loved ones are cared for, but that care isn't necessarily coming from moving them in with you right i mean so. i mean that's tough particularly when they need they need help getting in and out of chairs they need help changing they need help bathing i mean that's tough and some people some families do it god bless you families but for other folks saying look you know we got other things that we have to worry about with regards to our family and so yeah we're gonna put them in a facility where they can do that I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with the that. with the best intent. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it. You, they, yeah. you want them to get good care that right. perhaps that you don't think you can provide. It's very, very taxing on people who are not trained for it. Very, very, very taxing. So, you get them to the facility where they are going to get the good treatment, but those opportunities are going to dry up. They're going to dry up soon. Mm. So, yeah. So, if you're listening. Talk to your legislature, your state assembly person, your state senator, and say, hey, I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about my grandparents and what they're going to, you know, where they're going to be if they can't get around anymore. It's a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. And that's where the conversation should start. Yeah. And I, I thank you for letting me bring it up on this show. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I think this is super important. Um and you're talking from a very informed place. So I always appreciate the, uh, that conversation where it's just not random. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who, who's done research, who understands it from uh, multiple lenses. Um, so I think that I think. I just think it's always nice to hear an informed uh, piece of stuff that involves your life. Sure, sure. You know, and it's, it's stuff that I think about, too. You know, what's the future look like and hold? Um you know what, Joe, what we didn't do is, you know, um, you're kind of in the business here of uh, we've talked about legacy. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can we tell them about the business? Uh, what, what's the name of the your? Oh, your... Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, I, I decided to do something really, really creative. It's McClear Law Office, LLC. Oh, that's original. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can do trade names. In in Wisconsin, you, I uh, when I started practicing in Arizona, you couldn't do trade names, so I could I could be you know, the Law Tiger or something like that if I wanted to, but uh, nobody really does that. It's really just common for you just take the name of the founder or the founders, and sometimes they have like five or six names on there, right? You know, but it's just it's just me. Yeah, I am the owner. I am the attorney. I am the paralegal. I am the legal assistant. I am the janitor of McClear Law Office. That was the way I started, um, uh, not knowing when I was going to expand, and I just kind of got used to doing everything myself. And I, it allows me to take chances to do, you know, you know, 
I would say advertising opportunities that some people would say are pretty stupid, <laughs> but, but I have fun and I'm not risking anybody else, you, you know, livelihood by just doing that. So how did they reach you? What's that now? How do they reach? You? How do they reach you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Cause cash listeners, yeah. hey, they might be over here and be like, look, we need to talk to Joe. Yeah. Well, all right. So if you remember McClearlaw.com, and if you remember it's M C C L E E R not, I mean, there's, People have misspelled my name since I was, you know, born. And I think it's because my grandfather's great-grandfather, he changed the spelling of the name to, from something that was a little more realistic. I don't know why, back in the 1800s. So it's M-C-C-L-E-E-R-L-A-W.com. You can go to my website if you want to get a hold of me. You could also, if you were just to, I'm pretty fortunate here, if you were to Google estate planning Oshkosh or elder law Oshkosh, I'm going to be on the front page, which... uh I don't know how that happened. I don't. I don't. Most people who do that have to pay Google. Have to pay Google a good amount of money every month to get on the front page. Luckily, I've been uh, blessed with being there, so you can find me there. Um, you can come to, if you uh, frequent the senior center, or if you don't, you should. If you're uh, 50 plus, it's a great facility and they have uh, great classes there. I usually put on a seminar there about once a month. So uh, check out the senior center. Check out their newsletter. Their current. And most likely you're going to find uh, me uh, having a seminar uh, at some point in the month. I, uh, I I didn't do one in October because we had to leave the state, unfortunately, due to a death in the family. But we're doing one. We're doing a uh, a power of attorney workshop in a couple of weeks in November. So for people who don't have your financial health care powers of attorney all set up, you can show up at 10 o'clock uh, that Thursday. I think it's the 17th without having anything. And then by 11 o'clock, you'd have them all set and executed. And then we'll do something else in December. I think what, what we're, I can't remember what we were planning on doing in October. We'll do that in December. So that's how you get to know me. And those are no charge. First meeting with me at my office is no charge. So there are opportunities here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Plug, 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 plug. Hey, look, we're <laughs> all about the plug. Look, you know what? You're you're kind enough to give time to the Kosh listeners. So we want to make sure the Kosh listeners as they're as they become more informed, if they if they do have these questions or these needs, you know, um let's let's make a pathway so they can can reach out. Sure. Okay. So anything you wanna add for before we close out the topic. Oh, uh, before we close out the topic. Uh <sighs> You're going to die. <laughs> and I say, I say, hey, everybody gets one free death, but everything that happens right before and after that, 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 that takes some work. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, help your family out, you know, put the work in now. Love it. All right. So it's that time of the show. We're going to start winding down. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for giving us uh, your ears, your mind, um, having this conversation with us. Uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest, if you've got comments about things that were said on the show, I love, love, love hearing feedback. Um, 
I've been getting so much positive feedback back about our last several shows. Probably the last four to five shows have really been resonating with listeners, um, which just goes to show the quality of our guests. We're having amazing conversations out there that are authentic conversations, giving people platforms and voices um, about all sorts of things. Right. We have no agenda. We just like to produce a podcast that is it's really that simple so thank you thank you thank you once again if you would like to leave a shout out or whatever a message a wish about anything could be to a person it could be to about an event coming up we actually got one to play this week so i'm gonna play that during shout outs but our voicemail phone number is 920-385-9298 once again that is 920-385-9298 Eight, And finally, I always plug week after week. If you would like some Kosh gear, we have some Kosh gear. I'm actually out of XLs and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if if you get at me and let me know there's an interest, I will get more stuff created. Otherwise, we got some hats. We got some T-shirts. Nothing says local like wearing something that says the Kosh. All right. Okay. So. We are coming to that time of the show, my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the show. It is shout out time. All right. So before we jump in with our shout outs, Joe, mm-hmm. we're going to play one that came in. So this is one of our listeners. Um, without further ado, All right. let's see if we can make this work. Hi, Timber. This is Tom Cannon. First time caller, long time listener. One time guest. I am calling to give a shout out to Ken Osman, the owner of the plan of Planet Pert here in Oshkosh. He is a great example of the benefits of shopping local. Not only does he provide people with good employment, uh, he is a veteran and very involved in supporting the veterans here in Oshkosh. He is also involved in many different causes. He did a great job of feeding people over COVID. Uh, so I want to encourage everybody to go and check out Planet Perk. And if you happen to be, uh, there on November 16th, uh, we are having an open mic for poetry and other writing through the Poet Laureate program of Oshkosh. Thank you for your time. Can't beat that. Not bad. Not bad. I love right? Planet Park. Hey, me too. You know what? I haven't been in there to see how, like, I think I've gone in there like year, years ago. Yeah. And what it is now, like, that vibe in there is really nice. Sure. It's really warm. Yeah, I really, I, I dig it. I meet people there frequently for coffee. And I, I make it easy for them. I just go up there and I say, uh, small black house, you know. Just like make it easy for them. You know, just like, keep it simple. Yeah, like you've been here before, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not one of those bougie people. You don't want it. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. It's you no know, coffee is supposed to be terrible. It's supposed to taste bad, but it's supposed to just you know pick you up, <laughs> bro. So, so don't be putting your ten sugars in there or whatever. Hey, look, it's America. Do your sugar. Uh, do your <laughs> coffee how you do your coffee. Um, so shout outs. What do you got for us? 
All right. I'm going to say shout out to the Oshkosh Southwest Rotary. I've been a member for uh, six months or so. This year, uh, they're partnering, and they've been doing this for 25 years now, partnering with the Family Services Parent Connection for the Parent Connection Christmas Party. It's where we help uh, out some certain families with a, basically make sure their family can have a good Christmas with their kids. Last year, they did uh, provided gifts for 120 children from 63 families. So I'm not so I think it's going to increase again this year. If you are a member of the Southwest Rotary and you want to help out, please get in touch with uh, your local chapter. Please, please come to a meeting for crying out loud. A lot of people don't come to these meetings anymore. But uh, find out, you know, donate your time, donate some funds. We are talking about having an avenue for the public to participate in uh, donating for this event, but uh, we don't have it. We don't have that set up yet in terms of, say, a place you can donate online for this types of event. It uh, all I could say is follow my office's Facebook page. Follow facebook.com slash McClear Law. And if we do have an avenue for the public to participate in this event, then I will definitely be advertising it on my Facebook page. Okay. That the only shout out? Uh, I'm just asking. And, and, and no pressure. Shout out to my wife Adriana for taking care of the kids this morning. <laughs> I, I think they're doing. I think they're doing caramel apples this morning. So, oh, that's fantastic. Hopefully, they got one waiting for me when I get home. Uh, you, if you're I, lucky, because because as you recall, dear listeners, I haven't eaten yet today. You know what that is? That's called dad tax. <laughs> Dad tax. I love the dad tax. You need caramel apple. That's dad tax. There should be a caramel apple waiting. I'm just throwing that out there to the dads. We ate us dads. We got to stick together. All right. My shout outs this week. Uh, First of all, I'm going to start my shout out with the wife. Hey, you know, we got a we got a big anniversary uh, coming up here. Uh, I believe they call it the silver one. Ah. It's coming up here shortly. So, you know, and the wife is always kind enough. She lets me podcast in her house. <laughs> so shout out to the wife for always being supportive. I love you, baby. Congratulations. When is the anniversary? Oh, it's it's creeping up here right at the beginning of November. OK, so we're close, close. Yeah, and I, and here's the thing, I don't have anything planned. So, Kosh listeners, if you want to give me some plans, right? You're thinking, why'd you wait so late? It's because we just couldn't figure it out. Like we talked it over. I asked. Like I really did the big stuff last year. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not a person that's hung up on years. So, like, it doesn't have to be that one. It doesn't have to be the 25th one. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I just when I come when all of the things come together, I do it. Like. If the things come together where I can buy flowers, guess what? I just buy the flowers. Mm-hmm. It ain't got to be on Valentine's Day or Sweetie's Day. I just buy the flowers because, you know, probably because I found a coupon. But, I mean, I'm just really saying yes. that's just how I get down. Sure. It's, 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 if you know me, that's what I do. And so, like, I've got to work on this plan. We don't have a plan yet. So, hey, Kosh listeners, if you got plans for me, anything help you want to say, help me. Help me. <laughs> Um, want to give a big fat shout out to my man Chris Tarman, uh, chief over there at UW Oshkosh. Um, 
who is starting his podcast. Got an opportunity to sit down with him. He's going to start a podcast for the police force at UW Oshkosh, mm-hmm. which is going to be amazing. So I got to go over there and, uh, you know, help my man. That was fantastic. Appreciate that. Uh, shout out to, uh, well, to Tom Cannon and the Poet Laureate program at UW Oshkosh. We're in the process of looking into some things for Appleton. And um, just thanks for making time. I always appreciate that. Um, want to thank, uh, my fraternity brothers. Uh, there is a new set of brothers that are going to be in Oshkosh. And, um, I know everybody's not going to understand what I'm saying, but the people that I want to want it to understand, understand. And I am very excited that we have new bros that are going to be here. It means a lot to me and it probably means a lot to everybody from fly Ada pie we appreciate you all right and my final shout out goes to my team uh over at the city of appleton uh particularly uh the executive team who is yesterday was going through budget saturday yeah that's all i'm gonna say because you know what it's that part where you're figuring out your budget for the year i know this thing is massive luckily i am not a person who has to do that but for my fellow team members who do have to do that, hey, just know that I feel you. I'm cheering for you. Yeah. I support you. And thank you for all the hard work that you do. Tough work. It is tough work. So. Okay. Now it is time. We are going to move into parting words of wisdom. Last segment of the show. So parting words of wisdom there. We do it like this. There's we can go a couple of different routes. So you can either share some parting words of wisdom, Joe, or you can tell us what would Joe today tell 12 year old Joe, Joe or both. All right. All right. I, I have a common uh, words of wisdom. It stems from, uh, so the bar examination is uh, what most lawyers in this country have to take in order to practice law in a state. Most lawyers in, in this state, though, never took a bar exam because they, if you graduate from uh, Madison or Marquette, they say, all right, you're, you don't have to take the bar exam. But I had to take it in Arizona. I had to take it in uh, Wisconsin when I moved here. When I did it in Arizona, they do all this stuff at, at the beginning to make sure you're not cheating somehow. And one, they got to get a writing sample. So they, they say at the top, I want you to write these words. And the words they told me to write were press forward regardless. And I thought, oh, man, that's good. What is that from? That's really, really good. And it stuck with me, stuck with me. And I looked it up afterwards, and I couldn't find anywhere where this came from. The three words, press forward regardless. I know it's, it's got to be out there somewhere. So, somebody more wise and famous than I uh, uttered those words to somebody else at some point. But I couldn't find it. So I said, I'm taking it. It's mine now. Those, yours? those are mine. In fact, yeah, I've, I've, I've taken it with me everywhere on my business cards, every business card I ever put out. In the front, you're going to find all my information. And on the back, you're going to find three words. Press forward regardless. And my thought process was when I put those together, it's like I'm going to hand out all these business cards, hundreds, thousands. Some people are going to look at the front. Some people are actually going to call. Some people are going to throw it away. But the people who look at the back, maybe, maybe that'll help somebody. And then that wasn't a waste of a card. 
because that's when, you know, I haven't, you know, I've had a lot of plans in life that blew up in my face, right? But you keep going. What's plan B? What's plan C? What's plan D? Eventually, one of those plans is going to turn out to be better than anything you ever thought. But if you give up before you get there, you're never going to experience it. So if I, as I said, if, you know, think life throws you a curveball, keep swinging, basically. So that's basically it from, you know, I'm not hardly an elder statesman, but yeah, I would probably also tell that to my 12-year-old self, honestly. So there you go. Three words. I like it. Press forward regardless. I'm not going to forget that. That's actually simple to the point it fits. All right. What did you think? That was good. What did you think? It's fantastic. It's the gosh. Right on. (laughs) 